Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Torvald and Christopher Dean. Alex Philadelphia. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes! Sally Stegel, 132.67 has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. You beauty! On the ice for the Gimlet. The Gimlet scoping! These golden games have their crowning moments. It is Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you today for a belated episode as we go over episode, well, days four and five of Beijing 2022. We didn't do an episode yesterday. There's a reason behind that. There's a reason why I sound like I'm being choked to death right now. I think there's some little thing happening around the world right now. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. It's called COVID or something like that. I don't know. Uh, maybe we can discuss that uh, in just a moment. Uh, but joining me, as they do all the time, uh, two gentlemen who uh, love the Olympics, I think. Um, one man has COVID as well. The other doesn't. And he's the coolest one of us all because he sounds normal. Jared Lubick from EMU Plays. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. Thank you. It's It's good to be back. And it's good for you to be healthy. How does it feel to be healthy, Jared? Is that a nice feeling? It's just such a privilege living high life, you know? Yeah, cool. All right, good Good to know. Uh, Also joining us, um, Colin, I just wanted to be cool like you apparently. Um, Colin Hilding from Winnipeg. Hello, Colin. Welcome back. It would be such a strong influence on your life. there you go. Sorry, yes, that, yes. I, you 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 were in, you're out, and you're back again. So, uh, you, all right, you know, I don't know. Try that again. That care package you sent came so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, I was, I was glad I could be such a strong influence on your life. Well, hey, someone's got to be apparently, but um, yeah, um, it's been an interesting twenty four or so hours. Um, Colin had COVID the other day. Still has it. I got COVID, and as you can tell, I sound absolutely fantastic. So um, excuse me if I start choking and coughing and all that kind of fun stuff. As um, Yeah, it's not fun, Colin. It's not a fun thing to have. 
but 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 I I thought I sold it so well to you. Like <laughs> you seem I mean, surprised. Um, I, well, I, I was I, telling you how much of a blast I was having. Yes, you did absolutely, and I believe everything you always say. So that's generally <laughs> why I um I believed it. I mean, why wouldn't you want to just be short of breath, feel like absolutely shit, have a weird cough, and just feel like you can't move at all? I mean, seriously, <laughs> just what we all look. I mean, Jared's just sitting there going like, man. I really am, am am jealous of all of this, right? Jared's just like, come on, someone kiss me, give me the COVID. Yeah, really, really missing out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's a weird thing though too that I don't know if Colin, we were talking about this off air, but like do people literally say to you like, how did you get it? How do you think you got it? Like, I mean, is that something that even crosses your mind? Yeah, well, the thing is, is we actually kind of know how uh, we got it. Well, we can theorize because – uh, we had received an email over the weekend, uh, not this past weekend, the one before that, before we got sick, uh, that was saying, uh, oh, your your child was in a, a classroom with somebody who tested positive. Uh, there's no need to concern at this point. Uh, now, the day before that, Casper had had like a really bad stomach flu, we thought. Uh, and then he was fine the next day. So we didn't think that was symptoms or anything. So um, then a couple of days later, when we realized we had COVID, we're like, oh, this might be uh, COVID that he had because then our twins started getting a weird stomach flu and we're testing positive. But I'm just, I just feel jealous that the kids, for whatever reason, only had one day of puking and then they're completely <laughs> fine. Like, that doesn't seem fair. Why am I the one suffering? I'm not the one who was in a classroom with a kid who had COVID. I'm not the one who put us all at risk, Casper. Yeah, because your kids suck. That's basically it. Um, I mean, I I didn't have any vomiting. Did you have vomiting? That's that's something that I think I've avoided. I'm glad about that. Vomiting, but diarrhea. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) the the other one. But uh, I I had I had a weird thing where I would um, uh, I would eat and then I would immediately feel terrible. Like I would feel nauseous for about three or four hours afterwards. And then the second that passed, you would feel intensely hungry. I'm so glad we're here to talk about our uh, bodily movements. Um, Jared's <laughs> going like, "Wow, I'm so glad we're it's becoming back more after. appealing by the by the minute," you know. I, <laughs> and and enjoy those loves, chicken nuggets now, Jared. <laughs> everybody who loves this show helps us get nominated for awards. Going, wow, <laughs> off the podium's really changed since they got COVID, hasn't it? It used to be a fun show. <laughs> now let's talk about diarrhea. Um, Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, day four, day five, we've got um, plenty to cover. Obviously, there's still stuff going on for day five, but we'll, we'll cover the last two days. And um, no gold, silver medals. So there's a bronze medal we can talk about for Canada. But I don't care about any of that because can we just please talk about the queen, mm. the queen herself, Esther Ledecker, Ledecha, whatever you want to call it. I've heard 50 different pronunciations of her name. I'm sticking to Esther Ledecker because that's the easiest thing for me to say. Just, just shattered in, win a third gold in the parallel giant slalom, uh, in the snowboarding. I mean, just what, what else can we say about this woman? Just give her, give her the crown of the world. She's, and as much as I hate hearing the word goat, and I want to talk about that at one point, <laughs> she's the goat. Uh, <laughs> she's so amazing. Um, so amazing that I passed out watching her <laughs> event and didn't even get to see it live. Jared. Esther. Ah, oh, Esther. Can we just can we just keep saying that name over and over again? She's just such a legend. And it's like what you brought up. I am also well and truly sick of the term goat. It's lost all meaning because every time there's a sport, we always have to talk about how somebody in it is the goat. And I feel like the story of this Olympics is kind of 
I feel like in almost half of those situations, like the supposed goat is like, I don't know, crashing out or, or not meddling or getting a minor medal. Um, but this, it was just never in doubt. I don't know if it was three or four of her runs where the person she was against fell over because she, because like they were just so far behind and they had to take these insane lines. Cause yeah, a quarter way down the course, she was already like a second ahead of them. Um, I've never seen somebody just, yeah, lead by so much and be so confident throughout the entire event. It was worrying in a weird way because, you know, she didn't come into this in, in super hot form. And, and this is the one that, you know, back in Pyeongchang, everyone expected her to win. And so coming to this one, this is one again, it was like, okay, well, this one is the one that she should win. But yeah, it was just, it was ridiculous how easy it looked for her. And I mean, of course she's added a, a third event. These are the Olympics. She's going to be doing the downhill alongside the super G. So it's just, it's, it's crazy. And I mean, three gold medals for her now, just insane. Uh, you know, two more to go. And I, I think like, again, possibility that she could walk away with a total of five gold medals. I don't think she's expected to do that in the downhill, but again, she wasn't expected to do that in the Super G back in Pyeongchang. Look what happened. So Colin, does it make much news over there in Canada about Esther and, and what she's done so far? Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll go on a bit of a rant here about the sport itself uh, in a second, but um, I, uh, I, I was glad that we didn't record yesterday uh, because I was actually able to watch some events typically we record the second I wake up and uh, I'm, I, maybe I caught a few things before I went to bed, but uh, they carried this live and they did that without having uh, any real Canadian shot, which, uh, which is impressed because you know, it's the winter Olympics, if it's the summer Olympics. I'd say that's no big deal. The other thing is this is sort of the forgotten snowboarding event. Um, and uh, uh, it, now we, we had the, the, the Canadian athlete we're going to get to later on, which I'd, uh, picked for this day, uh, who had some history with the sport, but I mean, were either you watching, uh, for Nagano when snowboarding debuted, like that was the first Olympics. I remember like really being addicted to. I, I remember it. I, I and it's interesting you say about this kind of being the forgotten snowboard event. Cause yeah, I, I feel the same way, but I've always enjoyed this. And I remember that coming from Nagano. And also I remember mm-hmm. it from the video game, Nagano 98, yeah. Nintendo 64 being a large reason why I like this event. Well, in Nagano, it wasn't parallel. It was just slalom, which in a way I feel like I prefer that. Like I'm all for put them on the course at the same time. Like I would love it if they introduced dual moguls as a secondary sport, but not as a main one. Like it really feels like even though they, because of the the two events they introduced to Nagano, the the half pipe and then the slalom, uh, I I guess in most parts of the world, not here in Canada, it was the... uh, the half pipe that got all the attention that they just added the parallel to this. And it's the one you always forget that exists. Um, But now that there is Esther and, you know, we're at the point now where this is being carried live, considering this is like the first time we haven't really had a Canadian in the mix. uh, It's, it's obviously, it just shows what a huge deal she is and how much attention she's bringing to the forgotten snowboarding sport. Can I, I just want to add, this is, this is a weird little, not a rant as such, but it's, it's, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this way I'm about to talk about it, but I'm going to say it anyway. What's kind of a bit frustrating around some of the coverage that I'm seeing around these Winter Olympics outside of the Australians is the attention that get, gets given to some of these, you know, huge names of winter sports. But for the most part, when I say most part, for the entire part, these big names of winter sport are all Americans. We're getting Chloe Kim. We're getting Sean White. I know Eileen Gu is representing China, but come on, she's American. Like it's still it's, American. It's, 
it's it's all of this massive, massive attention that we're getting. And yes, there are sort of, you know, certain attentions being made on the likes of an Iron Burst and, and, you know, Mikhail Kingsbury, those sort of things. But it's it's not to the extent that we're getting with the likes of, you know, a Chloe Kim and an Island Girl. And like, okay, Sean White, I can understand. Sean White is a pretty big deal. I mean, the guy has been around for a long time and fair enough. But like... No disrespect to Chloe Kim. She went to one Olympics and won one event. Yipty fucking do, Basil. Like, whatever. If we're going to give her that amount of attention because got, she's American, why aren't we putting attention on some of these, you know, Norwegian cross-country skiers who are winning, like, eight gold medals at every single fucking Olympics and are probably the biggest thing in Norway? These Dutch speed skaters like Irene or Sven or other people like that who are probably walk down the street in Amsterdam and, are, you know, mobbed like they're the most famous person in the world. Why aren't we seeing, like, massive packages on Esther Ledecker, who created, like, this groundbreaking history in Pyeongchang to win two gold medals in two different sports? Just absolutely insane. And now she's come back and backed that up by winning a third gold medal. I am saying this now just because I'm completely biased because I love this woman to death, but Esther Ledecker shits all over Chloe Kim and Eileen Gu every single fucking day of the week. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see Eileen Gu or Chloe Kim do a sport that doesn't take, you know, more than 30 seconds of a couple of trips every now and then and just lands a ground, woohoo, I'm famous. Like, seriously, there's no, I mean, there's skill involved, but like you're done in 30 seconds and you pull a couple of quad twisty screaming semens or whatever the fuck they were and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, that's my rant. S is the queen. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to add. Um, Jared, did you, did, did you, you, I know you talked about Esther, but anything to add on what Colin and I are ranting about right now? I agree. And I, I, I feel like it's especially frustrating when, when these packages are being put together for these athletes and then we play them like time and time again. I'm like, this person's not Australian. There's so many other people that you could like do the same thing for who have more impressive records and like the the biggest crime is that it's eating into time when there's live sport on and it's just so frustrating. I'm like, I don't want to see a package about this American who like, I don't know anything about, or I don't care about, or is one land or one gold medal, just get back to the sport that's on at the moment. So we can watch something live instead of now we're crossing to the figure skating from four hours ago uh, that we already know the results of. And now we're showing this event for the fifth time while there's other live sport on. It's just really, um, I feel like it's just getting worse as the week goes on and it's becoming really frustrating. As somebody who wishes I could say certain things right now, I probably shouldn't say certain things right now. But um, anyway, um, it, it, it is it is um, fascinating though that this is the one event that I was building up yesterday. I, I've got my Esther t-shirt on all that kind of stuff, and then literally, yeah, I pass out when this is on. I was watching the USA-Canada hockey match and then flick over to it, had my laptop in my bed, was starting to watch it, and then I ended up flicking back and and, and watching through it there as well. So um, Esther won the gold. This is Paolo Giant Slalom ahead of Daniela Ulbing of Austria and Gloria Kotnik of Slovenia, who are having a pretty good Olympic, Slovenia. Um and we'll go over these results, obviously, uh, throughout from yesterday and today, because obviously yesterday was the most golds that we'll have decided throughout uh, the the Olympics. Uh, the only medal we've really got to discuss for Colin, uh, for Canada and Australia, um, Marietta Odine in the snowboarding cross for Canada bronze. Um, sadly, 
for Australia. We we got fourth. Uh, Bell Brockoff off the podiums. Bell Brockoff uh, fourth. Uh, we'll talk about her in just a moment. But for Moretta, uh, Colin, um, tell us a little bit. Is this, was this expected? Is this a surprise? I mean, how's Canada celebrating bronze in the snowboard cross? Um, I mean, between the two, uh, ski cross, snowboard cross, there's probably more attention on the ski cross here in Canada than snowboard, but snowboard crosses is, is almost like the, the parallel <laughs> slalom for snowboarding. It's just, it, it feels like it's the forgotten, uh, sport here in Canada. Cause we actually have a lot of success. I mean, I, I would say close to 50% of the time we'll, we'll put up a medalist, uh, in the Olympics, um, so it, this kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I knew the snowboard cross was on last night because I've been watching the TV coverage. I didn't even know who we had in the snowboard cross. So I kind of learned, uh, about her this morning, uh, as soon as I saw the headline. Which it's interesting. You say it's sort of the forgotten one. I, it's kind of the opposite here for Australia. I think outside of the half pipe is probably the, the one we get the most attention to. I mean, d- jumping all the way back to, to the late great chumpy pull. And obviously it was all about Sochi for him and then had a bit more of that going into Pyeongchang and obviously Jared Hughes got the silver, Chumpy made the final and Bell has been a world champion before and, and there and thereabouts. And Jared, it was it was heartbreaking in a way, but also satisfying. It was one of those weird 50-50 things, wasn't it? Because she shouldn't have made the final. She That quarterfinal, she was done. She was out and somehow she snuck through, ended up making the final, got a pretty bad start for her, unfortunately, was never able to recover. So fourth for her. But um, I think this is one of those ones that... Ultimately, she seems like she's disappointed, but at the end of the day, she still got fourth in the Olympics, which is no no mean feat. Yeah, you're right. By any right, she didn't deserve to be in the final based on like how that quarterfinal was going. I was watching and I'm like, she's out like this. There's no way she's like, I don't know, three, four boards behind. She's not going to make up like that amount of room on this course. And then just all of a sudden, like it was like the best race to watch. It was so exciting. Um I just had a feeling as soon as she got through the finals, like she's going to finish fourth. Um, yeah, me too. It's kind of, I love this sport, but I kind of miss that we don't, we no longer have six people in each race. Yeah. Cause there's a, I mean, there was still some, uh, like some crashes, but with six people on the course, a little bit more crazy. And then, uh, then the finals, not so, um, I just felt bad for her being like the only person in that final to not like make the podium. And she's just standing there awkward. And I'm like, let the poor girl like leave. She just, <laughs> is like the only one out of these four people who doesn't have a medal. And you're just making it like stand around there for like the TV coverage. Um, but exciting for her to have made like the small final twice and finally make it through to the big final. It's a massive achievement. I think it was, it was a bit chumpy-esque. I think that she'd done so much outside of, the Olympics and the Olympics never really seemed to come together. And just like Chumpy in 2018, finally made that final and ultimately wasn't able to do it. Should mention Josie Baff, uh, a huge achievement for her to even make the Olympics, um, the reigning youth Olympics gold medalist. She was out in the uh, 1-8 finals. But, um, yeah, good effort from her to, to, to get where she did. She actually was faster qualifier than Bell was. So um, plenty, I think, to come there. But I think Bell will no doubt be the female choice for the uh, the team event. And um, apparently not as simple as just choosing Jared Hughes for that, the reigning world champions in that, because it ultimately comes down to whoever performs best. And Jared could crash out tomorrow and you might get Cam Bolton with Bell or something like that or Adam Lambert or, you know, one of those sort of people. So, Colin, you look like you're desperate to say something here. I Jared actually just brought up something that I, I, I hadn't thought about before, but I completely agree with. Because um, I actually would have said I preferred for a person until Jared just said that now where I'm like, well, then we only have one person who doesn't get a medal. Like that's just, it's devastating. Um, so um, 
yeah, you swayed me, Jared. <laughs> There's no, the victory to, of the day. I, I, let's, get, let's, get to, let's let's get to working, Jared. Get to working on the mixed team. <laughs> yeah, right. And then maybe, yeah. And on the Jared joke, though. Um, one thing that I wanted to add with this, though, that if if Bell wasn't going to win or Moretta wasn't going to win, I'm so glad that Lindsay Jacobellos won. Now, I... I don't know how to how familiar you two are of her story, but um, she was the one, of course, back in Turin. If people don't realise, set to oh, win yeah. the gold, she was she was cruising her way to victory. Decided to be a bit of a show pony at the end to do a trick on the final jump, crashed, and uh, then ultimately gave up the gold and won the silver. Uh, it got so much airtime all the way back in the day, and since then just hasn't done well in the Olympics. She's done a lot in World Cups and everything along those lines, but for her to come through and win this gold medal, what like. That's that's a story in itself, and I think for her to do that yeah. again, again, Colin, for you, does that make much news there over in Canada about her? And also, we should point out oh, yeah. USA's first gold of these games. They've been had a bit of a drought now until day five. They finally cracked through for their first gold. I, I mean, I'll spoil it now. Uh, as soon as I saw that this morning, I'm like, that's that's my daily Dale pick, uh, Lizzie Jacob Ellis. Um, and I'm actually, when I saw that Canada had the, the bronze or whatever, my first thought was, does Lindsay Jacob Ellis finally win a uh, gold medal? Cause I mean, she hasn't even, uh, medaled since Turin. No. And, and, and this is one of these situations when you were mentioning the thing about the goat earlier, uh, the first thought in my head was, is like, oh, we're going to be talking about another one coming up. Uh, but this one is fair. Like it is very fair to call her the greatest of all time. Uh, it's just, she hasn't won the medal. So, um, this is, I guess, comparable to, uh, the way you guys talked uh, about Jess Fox during the last, um, the, the summer games, uh, like there's, and, and, but you got to look at, this is a stretch of 16 years yeah. and to finally get the gold, very similar to another athlete I'll be talking about a little bit later on. Um, it, it's a huge accomplishment and I am more than okay with Canada, uh, not winning a gold. If Lindsay Jacob Ellis can finally get her gold. Jared, were you familiar much with her story going into this event today? I was, but I'm the opposite. I was strongly like rooting against her. I preferred, <laughs> I preferred this, and this that's really mean, but I preferred this story of like that was like her one shot and like she showed off and she blew it and she just had to live with that regret for the rest of her life. Um, but, you know, good, good for her for getting it. I was hoping that like, she should have pulled the trigger again, right? That would have been the better ending to the story. If she'd pulled the same like trick and had made it, then that then she would have been sorry. Then she would have cemented her status as the goat. Um, but uh, good for her going the safe route this time. But uh, should have taken the risk. I, th- I think she was a little bit too close this time around. Uh, she had a bit more of a lead back in Turin, I, I, I believe. Uh, Chloe Trespo of France took the uh, the silver in, in that one. I think she was a bronze medalist in Pyeongchang, so she'll no doubt win the gold come uh, Milan, uh, judging on that pattern there as well. Can we just quickly, like, just on the whole goat thing, like, it's just, like, since when did this become just such a, a common terminology in modern-day sport? It's, like, it's everyone seems to always want to one-up another person, like, oh, there they go, there they go, there they go. And, like, I get it. Like, if you're talking about, like, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, like, yes. Yes, okay, they are. And Sean White, arguably, yeah, probably is the goat of men's half-pipe snowboarding. But, like, don't just throw it out willy-nilly for every other person if they've won a couple of gold medals. Like, I know that's probably being a bit hypocritical what I just said about frickin' Essa Ledecker. But, like, you know, there's just there's just a level of it when it comes to it where it's like, we've always got to call him the goat, we've always got to call him the goat. And, like, it's this weird thing that as Survivor fans... The terminology "goat's" never been a good thing. <laughs> All of a sudden, it becomes a good thing when it comes to sport. Like, but, it's just—it's weird. 
Do you know why I think uh, we're hearing it more so in these Olympics is because so many of the events, especially the ones we're seeing in week one, are some of the newer events and the goats are still alive. Whereas with older sports, you may have to go back uh, 30, 40 years and we're not necessarily going to be talking about those people. Now, having said that, uh, I guarantee that that word, especially in these Olympics, because I would say it was there in Tokyo, but not to this extent, but this week of a lot of the newer sports where they're still competing obviously plays a part. But now that we have spent a week hearing that and everybody spent a week saying it, you know, for a fact that in week two, they're going to be talking about random curling guy uh, and random curling girl as the goat. And uh, uh, this random guy on the defense line of team USA is the goat uh, defenseman of all time. I, I get it. I do. But like, it's also just that argument where I don't think just because you've won a certain amount of things that or like you were talking about Macau Kingsbury the other day about maybe being the most what decorated winter athlete in terms of World Cups or like you know if you looked on him on paper that he's what won a, a what a gold and two silvers um, at the Olympics versus all the other achievements that he's got in the World Cup like people automatically just take a level and go, oh, this is how many they've won um, at the Olympics. That makes them this. There are so many athletes who have, have done so many great things outside of the Olympics and have never yeah. been able to achieve what they have at the Olympics or vice versa. Somebody might get a couple of gold, but then they suck outside of the Olympics. So I, I think it's you're quick to jump down something when you say, oh, the GOAT, like because they won this amount at the Olympics. Well, no, like, yeah, so many athletes you can think of that didn't never were able to achieve what they did. Or also, you know, you know, we talk about, skateboarding at the Olympics. Like think about someone like Tony Hawk, who was never able to go to an Olympics. Uh, you, you know, of all the achievements he had in skateboarding, think of all these other sports that they've had where they just haven't been able to, I mean, Wayne Gretzky, he was only able to go to one Olympics, basically at the, you know, the twilight of his career, things like that. So yeah. Anyway, Jared goats. Are we, are we sick of this? I'm just over it. I just hate how every event I have to wait for it to happen. And I'm like, just like, let me make my own mind up whether they're like good or not. I don't need you to use that term. Just like, tell me like, this is the reigning like world champion. This person's won like this amount of world cups, this, that, whatever else. Like it's just such like a subjective term. And I just really don't like it. And that is why Jared is the goat of off the podium. <laughs> yeah. He, he, Jared really is the Can goat. Can I get I mean, a he's six the... or seven on that? Jared? <laughs> I'm giving that a nine. I, I don't know how my fingers are holding up. Um, I mean, look, look, you want to know how much of the goat Jared is. He doesn't get COVID. Exactly. True. <laughs> he doesn't jinx athletes. Mm -hmm. He brings the solid points. He makes me change my tune on snowboard cross. He gets given gifts. Uh, he for, gets for gifts. People. <laughs> just, I mean, what can't this guy do? You know, like God, he just do, do the do the Eileen goo. Um, Can I take know? a complete random pause here with a moment? If anybody no. else is watching the speed skating or has been watching the speed skating, the one judge guy they cut to with the clipboard is that not Boris Johnson? <laughs> I haven't quite seen Boris Johnson, um, but I'll keep an eye out. Uh, are, yeah, are we on this second semifinal right now? We're about to see Charles up in the next one. Exactly. That's what I'm waiting on. But I've been watching since yesterday. They keep cutting to this, this one single judge guy. He's in the corner of the screen right now. And I swear it is Boris Johnson. <laughs> and can I actually just point out one little thing? Why are there like six quarterfinals? Isn't a quarterfinal a quarter <laughs> or something? Shouldn't there only yes. be four? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not great at math, but I think that's wrong. <laughs> um, just, I think they need to work out a name, way of renaming these um, 
these finals. Um, we'll go over the medal results and then we'll go over some Australia Canada results from the last uh, two days. So a few obviously to get through here because uh, we weren't here yesterday. So there were 10 medals decided yesterday. Uh, the Super G, Matthias Meyer, the great Austrian, won the Super G ahead of Ryan Cochran Seigel from the United States and Alexander Armut Kild of Norway in the biathlon. Quinton Philon Malay of France beat Anton Smolski from Belarus and Johannes Thongos Bo of Norway for the bronze. In cross country skiing, Johannes Hossel Klebo, I'm getting there, Norway, uh, gold in the men's sprint over Federico Pellegrino of Italy. And Alexander Trentev of Rock in the women's sprint. Jonas Sundling of Sweden beat Maya Dilquist of Sweden. And Jesse Diggins from the USA. And I believe that is uh, America's first ever solo uh, cross-country skiing medal. Possibly just female only. But uh, I know they're um, screaming pretty heavily about that one. They're happy about that one. In the curling, uh, our our beloved Italians went undefeated and won the freaking gold medal a team that's ranked one spot ahead of Australia. They didn't lose a damn match. So uh, congratulations, Italy. Norway got the silver. And our sexy Swedes got the bronze. Our beloved British world champions didn't get it. So um, off the podium's Daily Dale winner, Oscar Eriksson, is now a bronze medalist, Colin. Things, at least here in Canada, uh, we had had the only undefeated curling team in history. In Sochi, we had Jill Officer on uh, talking about that uh, maybe a little about a year ago, maybe over a year ago. Um, the second thing is that nobody has ever won three medals, period, in uh, curling. Uh, we've only had two-time medalists. Uh, on top of that, Oscar is now three back-to-back medals. Uh, Canada has a shot at at least <laughs> tying both of those records again. Uh, because Caitlin Laws, uh, of course, is going to be in the team event and she will be going for her third uh, third straight medal uh, and has another shot at being undefeated. But th- that's that's sort of what's up for grabs for Canada here is our, our two greatest accomplishments uh, with the, the three medals and the undefeated streak. Somebody's tied us and it was both Italy and Sweden that uh, that were, were starting to lose it to. Well, well, Oscar could get a fourth because he's in the team. He's he's part of the Swedish team, so uh, you know he, he could get he, four. Yeah, a beautiful, beautiful man. Jared, did you see any of this? You, I mean, God, we're all hooked on this curling now, of course. But Italy, oh my goodness, none of us predicted this, did we? No, they rumped it in. Um, I'm kind of annoyed that we already put curlers up for our athlete of the day because mm-hmm. the Italians. Yeah, exactly, and uh, they that's they'd never even medaled in curling ever at the Olympics. So uh, what a way to do it! And can uh, I say the, the pre- only thing that disappointed me about the gold medal match is that uh, compared to a lot of the ones we've been coming off over the last couple of days, it was relatively uneventful. <laughs> and uh, I almost wish that we had like a little bit of a tighter race. But again, all the more credit to Italy that they can just pull off a decisive victory uh, kind of with ease, even though we've had some of those more exciting ones in the lead up. I wonder if they're just peaking too early ahead of Milan in four years time, you know, all these expectations that will go on to them now Uh, in the freestyle skiing, in case you missed it, Eileen Gu won the gold medal. Just I didn't hear anything about that at all. Uh, Tesla Doe from France, the silver and Mathilde Grimaud of Switzerland, the bronze in the luge. Now, okay. We want to talk about goats. 
We want to have packages on our TV to discuss great athletes, legends of sport. Where is our package on Natalie? Is it Geisenberger? I can't even say her name properly. Um, I mean, this woman is just absolutely insane. And with the team event happening tomorrow, she could become the most decorated loser of all time. So, uh, again, I want to see my package on Natalie on TV, not on freaking Chloe Kim. Um, she won the gold in the women's singles. Anna Beretta in Germany, the silver. And Tatiana Ivanova of Iraq, the bronze. Snowboarding um, in the giant slalom. We've already gone over the women's. The queen, Esther winning uh, in the men's. Benjamin Karl of Austria, the gold. Silver to Tim Masnak of Slovenia. And Vic Wild, very Russian-sounding name, uh, he got the bronze. And in the speed skating... Uh, Kjeld Newt, I know that's an insane name, but clearly I'm, I'm getting better at these, not really, are uh, the Netherlands in the 1500 metres, got the gold ahead of Thomas Kroll of the Netherlands in silver, and Kim Min Siok of South Korea, the bronze in that one. And so far today, uh, we've got six medals being decided today, and four of them have been decided in the uh, alpine skiing, which I'm sure we'll probably need to mention um, something about that very shortly. Uh, Petra Vinova of Slovakia won their very first ever alpine skiing medal, I believe, uh, and it was a gold, uh, or maybe it was just their gold uh, from Slovakia. Great job there. Katarina Linesberger of Austria, the silver, and Wendy Holdner of Switzerland, the bronze. In uh, the men's big air today, Burke Rud of Norway, the gold. Colby Stevenson of the United States, the silver and Henrik Hallot of Sweden, the bronze. Sweden having very good games. We should talk about that. Uh, the Nordic combined, my favourites. I was watching some of this today. Um, Vincent Greiger of Germany took the gold in the individual normal hill ahead of Jorgen Grabach of Norway and Lucas Gradera of Austria, the bronze. And in the snowboard cross, as we've mentioned, Lindsay Jacobus. Jacobellis, the gold for the USA, Chloe Trespo of France, silver, and Marietta Odine, Odine of Canada, the bronze. We still have the men's 1500 meters in the short track to go, which uh, we should probably talk about somebody in that. And uh, the luge, the doubles. We're missing out on the doubles, the luge, one of our favorite events. Um, Charles Hamlin, I think he's about to come up next, isn't he, Colin, in the next semifinal? Uh, he looked pretty good in the quarterfinal. How are you feeling about our man child is is he the guy to break the off the podium curse? Is he going to get our first gold? I, I I really have a suspicion. Like having talked to him before Pyeongchang, kind of got his mindset. Boris Johnson's on TV again here in Canada, um, but uh, uh, let's give Boris Johnson the Daily Deal. Um, but uh, I, I really feel like he he wants that. I don't know whether he wants a gold. I think he just wants that last individual medal. Uh, so I'm not going to say gold for him, but he apparently only has this one individual event, which I was surprised about. Cause I knew that he was coming back. I thought, well, he's going to stretch himself out. He's going to make sure that he has multiple chances. But I think what it's come down to is he said, I want one medal and 1500 meters where I have the best shot. So, um, I can't give any prediction. I won't name any names. Uh, I'm just saying this is the best shot that Charles Hamlin might have for a medal. Um, I wanted to talk quickly about Michaela Schifrin because um, Ooh, we talked about- very briefly. <laughs> well, let's, let's see talk if we can do her- this in under the amount of time she spent going downhill. <laughs> I was going to say she's she's lasted about seven seconds in both of her events so far. Now we're meant to talk about the goat. Um, what's going on here? Wow! <laughs> like, seriously, what is going on here, Colin? I mean, 
you you live a bit north of where she's from, but I mean, this is big news in Australia, and yet ninety five percent of Australians don't even know who this woman is. Um, <laughs> what, what's it like over there in, in North America, where I'm sure she's probably a bit more of a household name than she is in this part of the world? Yeah, you know, I I was I I was shocked because I heard you mention what happened uh, in the first round there. Um, and I was watching live last night and I couldn't believe how quickly she was out. Uh, what kind of makes this, I guess, devastating is this is a very long drought for the U S without a gold and, um, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, there is apparently a review going on right now. Something happened with Charles. Uh, oh. I wish I had audio right now. <laughs> we'll have Wait, to see. Is that oh. audio? We haven't even seen it yet. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh yeah. There's, oh. I will, I will, uh, I will let you catch up with me. Um, anyways, so sorry, Colin, breaking, breaking news, news. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> there is officially a review going on for Charles Hamlin, uh, semifinal right now. And we are not sure. I know what happened. Uh, you're not sure you know what happens. No, or? I know what happened. Um, well, the event's about to start it. on Charles TV is, right Charles now. Is gone. Two penalties okay. for Ch- Canada and China. Well, I'm looking uh, at the results now. Yeah, so I can see that he's gone. But uh, the race yeah. is just starting on TV for us now. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, the breaking news. No drought broken. <laughs> God damn, the off-the-podium <laughs> curse continues again. <laughs> that means Charles Hammond will be back in La Cartuna in 2026. Wow. Uh, but anyways, with, with Michaela Schifrin, uh, she um, it, she was sort of that hope that this is going to get them their first gold. Uh, almost an assumption, I think, uh, that it was going to get her to first gold. Uh, what was more amazing to me is just seeing how much the pressure hit her. If you saw, uh, I mean, I was watching live and you could see like she was visibly upset, but she basically went off on, on the side of the course and just sat there with her arms crossed. Like, it almost looked like the way that my children look when they're throwing a tantrum. I, I'm not saying she was throwing a tantrum. This is no not almost looks like the way you look whenever your athlete of the day doesn't get put up either. <laughs> But but it was like visibly almost pouting, but, uh, you know, in an understandable way. Uh, and other skiers were going down and they just kept cutting back to Michaela there, still with her arms crossed, not getting off the course. I mean, I almost want to put her up. It almost looked like a protest. So I am I would like to save that in case you have you know, the greatest Australian of all time. Maybe I'll put uh, Michaela's protest up. But uh, yeah, it, it's shocking to see what happened. It, it's, it's how quickly she's going out too. There's got to be something, you know, this can't just be bad luck. There's got to be something maybe mentally going on with her where she's just, she's overthinking it. She's underthinking it. She's incapable of thinking. Who knows? Jared, what, what's your take? You're a big sports psychologist guy. What's going through the mind of, of Michaela? Uh, not much in seven seconds on the course. <laughs> I don't think, um, <laughs> You know what? Channel Seven, great pivot. You can uh, you can guarantee they had a big package ready to go for this for this victory that was so uh, set in stone. And the way they pivoted to talking about the loss, it was really impressive. And it still took time away from other live sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it it is interesting actually because I I wasn't like it wasn't live on TV obviously, and I think Colin had messages saying that she choked again. And it didn't actually take them long for them to sort of cut to it and show it, did they? But I liked it on social media how they've got all the pictures of her like sitting at the course and people are like, please tell me someone's made this a meme already. Um, just her sitting there having a little bit of a sulk. But then I saw some people saying like, oh, she's been so selfish, like costing other people time by wasting time on the course. I'm like, well, people are still going down. 
It's not like you've got the Austrian at the top of the hill going like, oh, no, we can't wait till Michaela's had a little bit of a sook, right? Like, I mean, you know, they just they keep going down the hill. So, um, yeah, wow. I, I've literally written on my note, Michaela Schifrin sucks. So, um, but, I mean, she seems more she seems more personable than Lindsay Vonn, right? Like, I mean, is that something more endearing? I was going to say, I mean, I don't want to put her in the Lindsay Vaughn territory here. Like, I have nothing against her. And even though I'm using words to describe it, like pouting and tantrum and stuff like that, that's visually what it looked like. But I know that's not what she was doing. I could just imagine the frustration of of being at her level. I mean, let's let's equate it to some of those. Let's, let's equate it to Chloe Kim falling on her first uh, jump or Mikhail Kingsbury uh, taking a face plant on his first mogul. I, that, that's what we're seeing right now. And I can't think of any other time in Olympic history where we've had somebody at that level m- multiple times, like consistently just have such bad luck or bad performance. I think she's still got three events to go. So, um, you know. Well, we know what's going to happen pe- now. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, what, the first one was 10 seconds. The next was seven seconds. It'll be five seconds, three <laughs> seconds. The one thing that kind of, like, I don't want to say it annoys me, but, like, people are like, oh, this is such, like, Simone Biles. I'm like, well, is it? Like, I mean, Simone Biles at least went out there and competed, was like, no, this is too much, I'm going to have a break, and then she came back and did it. I think both times Michaela Schiff was just gone, fuck, and just fucked up twice. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't think there's anything to do with Simone Biles, but you I feel do like you. the sporting equivalent is uh, Ian Thorpe in the Olympic trials when he, like, fell off the blocks into the pool. Yeah. Like, this is the same Craig thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, who, Are they literally going to, like, force the, the all the competitors in the, um, the final to step down so she can win a medal? <laughs> like, no, all 52 of you before her must step down so Michaela can win a medal with that one. Um, actually, before I get to the Canada Australia results, one thing I, I mentioned this before, I, I just had to write this down because I had no idea what the fuck this was in the big air in the women's yesterday. The screaming semen. Um, now, <laughs> is this legitimately a name of a trick? Um, I, I, I thought you made a joke about that earlier. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm like, Jared, like, I don't know if you watched it and just, um, just Miff yesterday in the commentary just was talking about the screaming semen. Like this was as common thing as, as picking up a carton of milk. Um, I, I, in this day and age of political correctness, how is this allowed to be a thing? The screaming semen. No idea. <laughs> Jared's I, lost for words. <laughs> I mean, I caught, I saw, I caught the end of the big air, so I didn't hear all the technical terms, uh, for the jumps and stuff, but um, it's an interesting one. Colin, were you aware of the screaming semen at all? Not thought- in the least. I, I 100% believe when you said that earlier that you had just made a really funny joke and I was going to give you a, a solid eight on it. Uh, but <laughs> now you stole, but, but let, to, to me, this is the tricky thing is, is that when you get all these terms, like, you know, um, I, I was mentioning the, the, the commentators, uh, why is so much of a food? Why chicken sandwich is a real thing. You really have to question. I mean, and I believe that commentators could, if they wanted to, come up with their own fake names and nobody would know. I mean, we should, I mean, we do that when we do the commentary, but like, we should no, just start. They're real, Colin. Shut up. <laughs> but we should start convincing people these things are real, like the 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 snug sandwich uh, uh, <laughs> shooter or something like that. Like these are terms that really exist, and nobody will know for at least two decades. The emu plains egg roll. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we've made people believe that we're a decent podcast long enough that we get nominated for awards now. So <laughs> anything's possible, really. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen Charles's little move there. Looked a bit dodged there, Colin. Come on. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> I've been watching this sport long enough to know that that's illegal. I, I watch it every four years. So there you go. Um, <laughs> breaking news in the double luge. Uh, after one run, Germany are one and two ahead of Austria, Canada, sitting in seventh place right now in the doubles luge. Is is this a sport that stops a nation, Colin? Because this should be a sport that stops a nation. Doubles luge is amazing. A little bit of uh, interest. I, I, I actually was hoping that uh, Charles would be out in time for me to be able to watch it. So now that, that that's happened, maybe I'll switch over to luge. But I'm, I'm kind of invested now in seeing who's going who's gonna to beat Charles. I, I do love just quickly here on Channel 7 right now, they're, they're showing Michaela Schifrin crashing out and the headline underneath is Michaela Schifrin bombs out of the women's slalom. <laughs> so just uh, no, no way to hold back there. Um, results from Australia and Canada's perspective outside of what we've talked about. Colin, do you have your Canadian ones up or do you need me to do the legwork for you again right now? You're, you're going to be doing the legwork. Uh, <laughs> I know about Scott because I actually watched that. That was exciting. Well, that, we'll get to Scott because uh, that's from an off the podium. His perspective is great. Um, in the Super G yesterday, I can see here that uh, James Crawford did all right again. He got six. Good for him. Uh, Trevor Phillip, uh, Philp, I should say, got tenth. Um, good for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, Broderick Thompson and Brody Seguer pulled a Michaela and did not finish. So uh, can we coin that as a new term, <laughs> pulled a Michaela? It's just like doing a Bradbury, just uh, pulling a Michaela. Sounds a bit wrong, actually, doesn't it? But I kind of like it. Um, yeah, and the biathlon yesterday, 20-kilometer individual. Fantastic result for Scott Gow. Uh, off the podium, Scott Gow. Uh, fifth position for him. Now, Colin, tell us a little about this because I didn't see any of it. I saw him his post where he basically said that he missed a shot by millimeters and had he got that shot, he would have won a medal. So yeah. um, what what happened? I mean, sort of how, how close was he to, to picking up, which I believe would have been a, a very first for a male biathlete at the Olympics for mm-hmm. Canada, a medal. Um, yeah, it was, uh, and I, I was watching fairly late, but uh, all of a sudden I come in and they're talking about both him and his brother, Christian, that they are both very close to metal contention. Right when they're at the, I don't know if it's called, what's it called? A shooting station? What do they call those? Um, sure. Range. So let's call it the station, the last shooting station uh, that they were at. Make it up, Colin. Uh, we'll believe you. It's the the Winnipeg <laughs> Wonder Station. <laughs> when they were at the, when they were at the Winnipeg uh, station, there, uh, yeah, they were. They all of a sudden were now they were downplaying it. You could tell that they're like, oh, we got a real shot there, but they're like, it's basically anybody's game at this point. And Scott has a real shot here, and I'm just watching one after the other, like boom, 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 boom. He's hitting the targets. And the last one, I'm assuming just because of how much ease there is that he's got the last one and the last one. I'm, I'm looking at it because it's just on my computer screen. And I'm like squinting my eyes. I'm like, did he get that one or not? No, no, he didn't. But yet I, they still were talking up like it was a shot. I think at one point they said, you know, he only has to make up this many seconds or whatever. And he, he can still be in contention for a medal. But yeah, um, fifth place, though, because I, I think uh, um, was ninth the best candidate ever had, maybe. Um, I think but, so. Yeah, it, but like fifth is incredible. I mean, this is one of these situations where other countries in the world, they'd be like, oh, so what? You finished fifth. I mean, like this is a significant improvement over the best Canadian results ever and had us so close to a medal. Like I I was, I don't think I've ever 
uh, actually really cared about the biathlon uh, until I watched it yesterday. And that having said that, I mean, I think one of the great things that um, let me applaud Ben for a second here. One of the great things that Ben's done is in really trying to get some of these uh, less popular sports uh, get athletes on. I mean, I could not have cared less about ski jumping until you got a bunch of ski jumpers on the show. I couldn't have cared less about biathlon until you had Scott on the show. Uh, so um, I'm good. Attention is going to be now on the biathlon here in Canada as much as it's on ski jumping, which by the way, ski jumping taken over this country. Like I'm still seeing daily stories about this. Even team Canada is posting you know, the, the, the ski jumping history that we made and everything. It's incredible. I mean, this will be the sport of the future here. Had a bit of a chat with Ali, uh, congratulating her and Abby the other day. And uh, she's very keen to come back on the show. And uh, maybe we'll try and get her and Abby on together to, to mm-hmm. celebrate this. But uh, we'll, hey, let's bring I'll Mackenzie say, and the other guy in too. Absolutely. We will. Sorry, uh, other and- guy. I just <laughs> Mackenzie and other guy. Welcome well, to Off the Podium. <laughs> <laughs> and not to, to go even further back because it had recovered two days here. Uh, but um, uh, it, I, I had even sent you the screenshot that it was within like two hours. They had them in the studio, I mean, virtually in the studio. But still, whenever you have even like a medalist, maybe even potentially a gold medalist, they're not going to get them in for a proper interview until the next day. And it, it was so rushed that uh the first question i think they asked mckenzie or ali uh, when they asked them both uh mckenzie's answer was basically uh they're like you know how does it feel to win this medal and he's like uh i i can't tell you i'm just really tired right now (laughs) and they even said you guys are like ready to go to bed so i mean it was such a big deal i think that's the quickest i've ever seen an official interview done uh which really just shows you like how much they wanted to capitalize on this other guy of course is matthew sukup uh, the esteemed. So uh, Jared knew that, right? Jared, right? you're just sitting there waiting to say. You yes, made but... that up. That's like that's like the screaming <laughs> semen. <laughs> Nobody's going to know if that's the right answer or not until it comes Jack on the show. Jack Smiggins, um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, but if, if you're not following them on social media, do so because they're hilarious. And a lot of the stuff that they're posting, like uh, Abby posted a, a video of her, like, like I think it was just before the fire. She's like laying on the floor asleep. Um, just, it's just, and it's just so funny. One of the facts too that I saw about this still was that I think Canada now have joined the U S as the only country to have won uh, medals in 14 out of the 15 Olympic sports now. Um, so not even like Norway and these other countries. I I don't know what the sport is that USA haven't won a medal in there. I think it was this actually, because I, and I, I believe I heard at least in one spot saying that they were the first North American medalists ever in ski jumping. No, that's not true. USA won a a ski jumping medal in the very first Olympics. Because I remember when we had the American ski jumpers on, we talked about they haven't Uh. medaled in ski jumping since the very first Olympics. We're going to have to find out and we're going to have to get an American on there. Because apparently we can break curses in droughts as far as sports go. Well, I'm going to go because we did this in the Summer Olympics, didn't we? And we found out it was like table tennis and, and that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I need to find this out. Olympic sports, USA haven't won a medal in. This surely shouldn't be a hard thing to find. Um, because, yeah, this is this is one that I really am intrigued. Jared, Jared, Jared again, you know this, don't you? You just don't want to... Uh, yeah, and hate to spoil it. the listeners ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. This is um, this is all the ones here that are just summer events. This is great podcasting. This is why people uh, missed us for a whole twenty four hours. Uh, luge, there you go. That was quick. Um, really, 
That's not right, is it? Germany still rules a recent success in the men's two-man illusion of bronze medal. Closer. Oh, this is gold medals. Hang on. What? 12 events the United States has not won. Oh, this is events they haven't won a gold in. Okay. Yeah, that's winning. So, I was going to say luge. All right. Well, curl. This must be an old article because they've won a gold in curling. So we know that for a second. Um, biathlon, maybe? Um, ah, it is. It's biathlon. A long way from gold, especially the only Winter Olympic event in the U.S. How is America not medaled in biathlon? There's a gun involved. Like, I mean, if there's, if there's a sport. <laughs> like, I think Nick talked about this the other day. But, like, seriously, how is America not running biathlon? Like, Jesus Christ. like saying if there was, like, a, you know, eating the most hamburger competition at the Olympics in America. <laughs> how is that possible? Seriously. Jesus Well, Christ. they should have the goat in the biathlon. <laughs> mm, there's not enough shooting stations in biathlon. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that skiing in the middle. Americans are just like, oh, no, we can't do that. That's too hard. No. <laughs> Seriously, like, for fuck's sake. Biathlon. The one, oh, my God. That's fascinating. That's actually really interesting. So, Jared, let's see if you've been paying attention to us on Off the Podium. What's the one sport that... Canada has not medaled in at the Olympics. Uh, you know that sport that they're not really good at. <laughs> it's Ben's sport. Um, it's my sport. Wow. I really, I thought your sport was curling. I'm so confused. Nord, Nord, Nordic <laughs> combined, Jared, Nordic combined. Oh, gosh. Um Wow. Anyway, uh, also in that uh, event in the biathlon, um, you mentioned Christian Gao. He came in in 24th place. Adam Renals in 33rd and Jules Bernot in 36th place. New Zealand's Campbell Wright, 32nd. Oh, brew. We got 32nd in the Olympics in the biathlon. Uh, I wonder if they're celebrating that as much as Zoe, uh, essentially. I have uh, don't know. Um, cross-country skiing yesterday. Uh, obviously a couple of Aussies in that one. Uh, Jess Yeaton, 52nd. And uh, off the podiums, Casey Wright in 65th. I should mention this is in the women's sprint. Both did not uh, go through to the next phase of that. Uh, in the men's side of things, Phil Bellingham was 50th. Uh, Lars Young, Vic was 55th. And Hugo Hinkfuss was 61st. And Sevi DeCampo was 63rd. None of them qualifying through to the next phase of that um, for Canada. Graham Ritchie was 34th. Uh, Oliver Lavelle was 54th. And Antoine Sia was 56th. They also did not, <coughs> excuse me, qualify through to the next phase. We'll keep that in there. Let's uh, remember the time when Ben had COVID so we can choke on air. Um, and the women's for Canada, uh, Daria Beatty, was 28th. She went through to the next phase. I'll tell you how she went in a second. Sandrine Brown was 35th, did not make it through. Olivia Buffard Nesbitt was 40th, did not make it through. Laura Leclerc, 58th, did not make it through. So uh, what you're dying to know then is how she went in the quarterfinals, our esteemed Canadian. And the answer to that is that Daria Beatty was fifth in her first quarterfinal and did not make it through. So uh, there you go. Sad, sad news for her. Um, in the figure skating, now this is an interesting one yesterday uh, for a couple of reasons. For Australia, 
Uh, Brendan Kerry, 17th. He is through to the uh, free program. Off the podiums, Brendan Kerry. Off the podiums, Jason Brown is also through to the free section. He was in sixth, so he'll be very happy with that one as well. And uh, Canada also qualified a skater through to the final. Keegan Miss Keegan Messing, Deborah's brother probably, uh, ninth. So uh, through in the top ten. Uh, the GOAT, Nathan Chen, uh, in first place there. Roman Sadowski, another Canadian, did not make it through for him there. So did you watch this, Jared? Did you watch Brendan yesterday? Got a bit of coverage yesterday. It was pretty good. I did catch Brendan. It was a great um it was a great routine. Apart from like his first jump, he kind of bungled a bit, but after that, solid. So um room to improve in, in the final. Colin, were you much into figure skating yesterday watching Keegan? And did you see did you see Jason's routine as well? No, I didn't get to see it yesterday, which I'm disappointed because uh I was gonna use that to help Casper go to bed again, um <laughs> to calm down. Uh but uh the, the, there's there's still plenty more to come. Oh, plenty. Trust me. Uh, in the Big Air Finals, uh, Megan Oldham, fourth uh, for Canada. Didn't quite get a medal in Olivia Aslan, eighth in that one. In the ice hockey yesterday, 4-2, Canada over the U.S. I mean, if you want to talk about a spanking in women's ice hockey when it comes between Canada and USA, if it's more than one goal, that's a spanking. Did you watch it, Colin? I was a bit worried there when you went 2-1 yeah. down. I'm thinking, shit, but you got the goal back straight away and ended up winning 4-2. It was good. Yeah, you know, my only disappointment is that you had sent a message saying that you had Sammy Joe Smalls on uh, off the podiums, Sammy Joe Smalls <laughs> on commentary, uh, which it wasn't the CBC coverage because she wasn't commentating here. So it's the OBS, it's the, yeah, and um, I thought yeah. if I go back and just because typically they'll use those on um, the app or whatever for the replays, I'm like, I'll go back because I want to hear her commentary. And they still didn't have it here. So, I mean, you got an exclusive. You got to hear Sammy Joe on uh, commentary, and I didn't. We we tweeted out to her, and she sort of replied saying, like, oh, it's great that you guys get the OBS. So Mike Harris is on the curling as well. So, I mean, we've got mm-hmm. two off the podium um, guests doing commentary. So, yeah, um, yeah it's pretty good there. Um, in the luge, uh, when it came to... Canada, you had three competitors in the women's lose. Trinity Ellis was 14th, Natalie Corliss was 16th, and McKenna Hodgson was 17th in that one. And in the parallel, so you had some in the parallel giant slalom, did you, Colin, or did you not? Quarter, semi, and finals, and we didn't have any in there. But I believe okay. that there was somebody prior to that. Um, ah, well, I'm sure there was. I can't be bothered going through all of them. No disrespect. I'm sure you did well. Uh, and in the men's 1,500-meter speed skating, uh, Connor Howe was fifth in that one. Uh, Tyson Langlair was 22nd. And Toiv Galini's bellow. Good for him. 23rd. <laughs> and um, there's a New Zealander in that one too. Peter Michael was 26th, apparently. In that one, um, give me one second while I cough. Colin, say something for me entertainingly right now to distract this. Screaming seaman. Ha-ha. Are you done? Could have kept going a bit longer there. That was a bit awkward. Um, <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, the relay's on in the semifinals in Canada. Got a false start a couple of seconds ago, so that was awkward for them. Um, all right. What, what, what else is going on today? Um... Alpine skiing. I know we had um, Katie, Caitlin, 
the Aussie was in it today. Catherine got there eventually. Uh, Catherine Parker, who I believe basically was only told that she was competing at 5 a.m. this morning because she had tested positive for COVID. The negative was very Tarly-esque. Uh, but she ended up sadly pulling a Michaela and not finishing in that one. Um, but for Canada's perspective, you had uh, Aaron Mazinski was 16th. Lawrence St. Germain was 17th. And Ali Nullmeyer was 21st. Amelia Smart was 27th um, in the slalom. I love the slalom. Just reminds me of Zali back in the day. Good old, good old slalom going on there. Uh, in the curling, breaking news in the curling, the uh, the men's session is on right now. Canada are in a battle with Denmark. It's for all right now. Uh, what's the talk now up, uh, basically, Colin, of the rest of the curling with the men and, and the women uh, going on? Is there much hope for a medal here? Uh, I mean, I, I think our uh, attention is probably a little bit more on the women's just because uh, Jennifer Jones and her crew, uh, they had that undefeated gold from Sochi and then, when Rachel uh, Homan had beaten them out for Pyeongchang, there was a lot of like, oh, I don't know if we have as much of a shot with Rachel. That's one of those weird things with curling qualification. Uh, but uh, with the men's, I think what's the interesting story is that uh, Brad Gushu, uh, him and his team, uh, this is what, like 12 years removed from their last gold medal. So it's kind of like Cinderella story making a comeback for Brad Gushu. I think, uh, I don't know whether he's going to win or not, but uh, it's kind of just exciting that we've had a return to the Olympics after that long. Evan McCochran in the big air final for Canada. McCochran. 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 Oh, shut up. Names and me don't go very well. You know, whatever. Um, In the luge, breaking news in the luge, um, run two is uh, about to happen shortly. So uh, there's no new update on that one. Uh, In the Nordic combined, um, obviously Canada didn't have any representation, but... Off the podium had a representation. Taylor Fletcher was 24th in the um, the normal hill. So good for, for Taylor. I'm sure he'll be, well, I mean, probably wouldn't be happy with 24th, but I'm sure he's glad that he's there. Uh, <laughs> and Charles Hamlin uh, not doing well enough to make the finals. <laughs> you know what's weird, though? Like, a guy who has two times in a row said, this is my last Olympics, you think that he's going to be a Michaela Schiffer, and he's taking this so seriously, I have to medal. They just cut to him. And he's sitting there laughing. He's like, ah, ha, ha. and I actually see him go like this. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> My bad. What a man. <laughs> what a man. Uh, in the women's, you want somebody who's fun to follow on social media. Charles Hamlin. <laughs> in the women's 1,000 meters, Kim Butin, Batan. How do you say her name? Butin? 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 I don't know. She, she's gone. <laughs> she, she, she crashed out, didn't she? So she's done. But... Uh, Courtney Seralt is through to the next round, as is Alison Charles. So good for them. And in the 3,000 metres semis, um, I don't know, did they, they, they? I'm looking at them on screen right now. They look pretty happy. It looks like they've made it through to the final, Canada. So uh, good for them. Chin up, champs. You'll be doing well. Um, <laughs> and... What else we have today going on the snowboard cross? You got a bronze in that. Good job for you. Oh, the half pipe. Um, any Canadians go through in that? I don't know if I was paying much attention to the Canadians. Should mention the Australians' perspective of all that. Um, yeah, you do. You've got two in the women. Brooke Dont and Elizabeth Hosking are through. Uh, sadly for Australia, Emily Arthur. Uh, 14th did not quite make it through to her second final. 
In the men's side of things, uh, Canada, Liam Gill was 23rd, did not make it. Uh, but we've got two Aussies through, uh, the great Scotty James, who you can claim as half Canadian. He's getting married to a Canadian, so uh, joining the Stroll Empire. He qualified in second. And Valentino Gaselli, fifth. The, the, was it Valentino Airlines or something, Jared, or whatever it is they keep trying to say or whatever. Um, and the GOAT. Sean White in fourth. Uh, Ayumu Hirano, the fastest, well, the fastest, the highest score there. Um I mean, Jared, I was going to say, did you watch this? Let's be honest. You couldn't have missed this today. Um, what did you think of the half pipe? Scotty, uh, are we feeling it for Scotty? I'm feeling a medal. I'm not feeling cold. I feel like he might yes. do a uh, do a Jess Fox uh, repeat bronze. Um, but I... Valentino was impressive. Yeah. No, Valentino pulled it out when he needed to. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think... I think silver maybe for, for Scotty, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm not feeling the gold. Unfortunately. I know I didn't put him in my predictions, but I don't know. There's just something about him. Although I've got to say, if there's anyone in this final, I want to win the gold just because of his name, Taylor gold from the USA. I mean, come on. Like this guy's got to win a gold medal. Like that's just, that's just poignant. Colin, do you watch any of the half pipe? Yeah. Um, I, I watched the first run uh, of, of the qualifications, which Jamie actually uh, was watching with me. She, she, I think she likes it, but she didn't love it. I think one of the things in the qualification run is that everybody is so cautious that you don't really get any excitement until you get to the finals, which I didn't catch uh, or, or in the, the later rounds. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be going to my way to watch qualifications again in a half pipe. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like that with the big air. I think Jared was talking about the other day as well. And these sort of ones that like, the, it's always the finals that end up being exciting. It's like, if you're watching the, um, the seating runs for the snowboard cross, it's not really that entertaining watching somebody go down mm-hmm. the freaking course by themselves. Right. Um, you know, that defeats the purpose of what you're watching it for. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, of course, the, uh, the women's finals on tomorrow and the men's is on Friday. Um, what did we watch, gentlemen? Uh, obviously, a lot is in two days. Um, Jared, uh, anything that we haven't discussed that you've watched in the last two days? I feel like I caught a little bit of everything. Uh, the giant slalom, the snowboard cross, uh, the big air, which I have to do a complete 180, and it's an amazing event. Um, the final was so good of the women and the men. This is better than big air snowboard. I'm calling it now. Um, yeah, that was that's one of the favorite the favorite things I've watched so far at these Winter Olympics. It was just it was really cool. Big call, wow, I like it. Uh, Colin, what about you? Uh, I mean, as far as day four goes, I've pretty much caught up on everything now. Um, the only things I've been able to watch, watch, uh, obviously, so the speed skating right now for day five, um, uh, the qualification from the half pipe, um, the. Uh, uh, Michaela, Michaela Schifrin's endless, uh, <laughs> sulking, uh, Can we um, just call her Michaela Schifrin? <laughs> I mean, it kind of works, doesn't it? I don't want people to think we're just criticizing her. Oh, no. Come um, on, the woman can't last 10 seconds. If a man does that, then if a man can't last 10 seconds, he's automatically get some pills. There's something wrong with him. She does it. Oh, she's still amazing. Sorry, Michaela Schifrin. It's simple. <laughs> Uh, but, um, uh, as far as the big air, I don't know if I'm a complete turnaround on it. Uh, it's one of these things where it's, I feel more suited for X games and there's a lot of, 
I guess two issues I have one, just the endless crossovers with the exact same sport for both ski and snowboard that I think I would rather a little bit more separation on. Uh, so we're not just watching, Oh, now we got to watch the ski version of this. And now we got to watch the snowboard version of this. And to me, it's, it's like big air a little bit too close to aerials. So I wonder if this is going to decrease the excitement for aerials when it comes up, because it's just, you know, a more free version of aerials. I don't know, but I mean, I definitely was a little bit more invested in it than I have been the last couple of days. Uh, I actually am really now loving the location that, as I mentioned, the, the Tony Hawk pro skater location, the <laughs> nuclear power plant. Uh, I love that. I think more than anything, I'm just going to remember the visual of how great it looks on TV. I, I say there needs to be more of these crossovers. I want snowboard moguls. Um, <laughs> I want snowboard downhill. I want snowboard aerials. Like you talk about taking away from the aerials. Aerials is still one of the best. I want snowboard aerials. Like surely they can do that. Like, you know, I want snowboard jumping, like ski jumping, but on a snowboard. You know, I want this can... to be like the new Nordic combined is like they yeah. go down to big air on their skis, back up to the top of the hills, strap into the snowboard. They do big air on the snowboard. Yeah. Yep. What, already, yep. You know what? Let's, let's combine because it's the same athletes. Just let's combine big air and slope style. Like why not? Yeah. And I want, I want snowboard biathlon. Like I just want them like snowboarding for like 20 kilometers and then shooting. Americans will probably finally win a medal in that, like that way. You realize uh, though, in order for them to do any of these things, they got to cut sports and order combined is the first one they're cutting. <laughs> no, if they cut in order combined, I'm done with the Olympics. I'm just I'm right now, by the way, doubles luge is on TV. <laughs> oh, this sport is amazing. <laughs> it's just, I mean, like at what point in life does somebody go, Hey, let's do doubles luge together. Like if I said to you, Jared, like Jared, let's get to know each other a little bit better. Let's get in some tight lycra and rub each other on a sled and go down the, where's double skeleton. Uh, That's the one we want. Like, you know, man on top, man on bottom. We're we're the other way around, you know, downward dog. We're not not far away from uh, mixed double luge. (laughs) They're going to be getting to know with the amount of mixed events coming now. And then where's the doubles luge in women? Now that sport would go off. Now, come on, <laughs> gender equality and all that kind of – just watching them go down and them patting their hands. Oh, my God, you'd have to get to know each other quite well in that sport. Um, breaking news in the ice hockey, the men's competition started today. The Czech Republic and Denmark, it's nil all. Rock defeated Switzerland today. That was pretty entertaining. Um, and breaking news in the curling, Canada 5, Denmark 4, Canada leading. Denmark. Are we excited? Are we excited? Yes, we are. Um, I watched a lot of shit. As I said, I watch the ice hockey. I'm watching Luz right now. Don't you Big have a job, Ben? Well, I do, but I can't go anywhere right fucking now. I'm dying, apparently. Um, snowboard. Um, yeah, lots of things going on there. Uh, fails. Colin, CBC, how are they doing? Uh, I mean, I haven't been able to catch a lot of their commentary. Um, but, uh, I did mark one down last night, which, uh, uh, of course it's going to be in a snowboarding event. Uh, this one isn't Craig McMorris though. They got a different one. So this was, um, uh, what's the event? Okay. I just wrote this guy's name now. Colby Stevenson. We mentioned that name earlier. Um, uh, I think that was in the yeah. big air. Yeah. The big air, the men's big air. Yeah. So this is also just sort of continuing a trend a of snowboarders giving the best bad commentary. And also a lot of Canadians like to talk about death. Uh, when Colby Stevenson's, uh, I think it was his final run coming up, 
uh, the, the guy uh, who was commenting, Colby Stevenson, somebody I have a super close to my heart, saved me from an avalanche incident in Utah. So I owe him dinner for life. <laughs> like I, that's, I guess the go-to payment for if you save somebody from an avalanche, all right, you get dinner for life. That That's all you deserve. Basically is dinner <laughs> for life. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, Jared, anything from you? I didn't have anything again. It's just the Olympics is always on in the background. He's gotten to you working. too. Yeah. <laughs> I've signed a, a non-disclosure agreement. Um, no, but I, I tell you what, they should really bring back. I want to bring them to bring back the falls montage. Can you pass that on? I, I, I will do my best. I can, I can, the, I get knocked down side of like things. If we're going to have endless replays that on endless replay, I don't mind so much. I, I did enjoy the fact that Hamish McLaughlin was obsessed with showing the fights in the ice hockey tonight. So that was, uh, that was, and, and special props to uh, Matt Shervington dressing up in a lab coat, showing off uh, figure skating moves, which is always fun. Uh, and also a bit of a awkward banter between him and M today, trying to discuss the doubles luge. And you could tell they totally wanted to say so much more, but uh, they were live on TV and therefore probably couldn't say much. Um, one thing I wanted to add in terms of uh, Ben getting annoyed at things, again, I can rip into news.com.au because they're not my employee. Uh, I did appreciate them having like a headline. It was like the dark secret behind Beijing's popular mascot. It's like, oh, not being Dwayne. Dwayne, what's going on here? It was basically some bullshit story about how there's Twitter handles making it so that it gets more popular because they're like, Twitter isn't available in China. So how could it be trending in, in around the world? And it's like, because there are fake counts spreading the word. And I'm thinking... Yeah, that's just what Twitter does. And Big <laughs> Dwen Dwen's fucking awesome. So it doesn't need fake accounts. I, we just put out Big Dwen Dwen selling out all around the world. You cannot buy a Big Dwen Dwen. He's that popular. I, I'm I'm just so disappointed the way you, the, the dark truth. I was hoping you were going to send us like that with Big Dwen squeezing through the uh, the door that you'd have a picture of Big Dwen in an alley somewhere where shooting up with a needle in his arm. Like that would have been a story. That, that's where Jared's going. Well, that would make me like being Dwayne Dwayne more, right, Jared? <laughs> Can't get the you... needle through the ice suit, so. <laughs> Big Dwayne Dwayne is awesome. I want a Big Dwayne Dwayne. You're really turned um, around on Big Dwayne Dwayne because you weren't high he's on no, He's no Shuey Ron Ron. <laughs> no, but look, I'm, I'm, I'm there one with you. No Shuey Ron Ron, but, like, come on, Big Dwayne Dwayne. Like, well, were the, the real ones doors? Tom and Tom and something? <laughs> For what? Tom and Jerry? Rio. What are you talking about? Rio. Oh, oh, Rio, not real. Yeah. <laughs> I I have no idea. I can't remember. I, I barely remember what I did five minutes ago. Um, Do we want to do what day? Let's do the honor, the day honors and then we'll get into the daily day because that will take up. We've got a couple of them to discuss. Um, Colin, before I get to yours, we're obviously going to get through two. So yesterday it was Zali Stegel Day. Uh, now, the esteemed, the great, the legendary Zali Segel, and people don't know who Zali Segel is, and go get an education because Zali Segel is a queen of alpine skiing in Australia, four-time Olympian, bronze medalist in Nagano in the women's slalom, our first ever individual uh, Olympic Winter Games uh, medalist, first ever female medalist, uh, world champion in 1999 as well. Guest on this show, one of my favourite interviews when I was able to track down Sally. It was a great chat. And now a Member of Parliament in Australia, of course. I think most people know her now as a, as a politician, Jared, right? Yeah, the Tony Abbott slayer, Zali Stegall. That's right. She beat Tony Abbott, former Prime Minister. She got, kicked him out, basically. Um, and independent. She, she seems to be somewhat popular still. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, were you overly familiar with, I mean, obviously as a medalist, Jared, but I don't know how much you paid attention to the Winter Olympics back in the day, but were you a bit of a Zali fan or were you not overly familiar with Zali until she got into politics? No, big, big Zali fan and then even bigger after the election results. And, of course, her brother, Zeke, was Australia's first ever competitor in snowboard as well. So um, there's a, there's another little fun fact. Uh, and the other one for today, given that Nordic Combined started today, well, we had to honour Australia's only ever Nordic Combined athlete. The esteemed Hal Nadal competed in 1960 uh, and was 31st in the uh, normal hill competition back then. Still with us is Hal. He's in his 90s um, and... Uh, Tried to get him on the show, but uh, yeah, it might be a little bit tricky. He's apparently uh, not not too good on the hearing and um, doesn't speak a lot of English. But the hey, he fit right in then, right? I, I, I would do very well on this show. But uh, I've spoken to his daughter, and uh, they're obviously very proud of uh, of Hal's achievement of being Australia's only ever Nordic combined athlete. So congratulations, celebrate Hal Nadal Day, and yesterday, of course, Zali Stegel Day, two greats of Australia Winter Olympians, Colin. Who are we celebrating yesterday and today? And I promise they will be posted on social media soon. Yeah, soon. <laughs> Maybe before, by day eight. before the Italy 2026. Uh, uh, so actually, I, I'm very excited. This is um, uh, for day four. This is one of my all-time favorite Olympians. Uh, it's JCJ Anderson Day. Now, first of all, is there anybody with a better name than JCJ Anderson? Uh, literally the man's Dwayne, name. Dwayne close yeah i guess jcj is a potential name for a mascot in the future uh but jcj actually has the record of the most uh olympic appearances six winter olympics he competed in for canada uh he was there back in nagano i was talking about with fond memories when it was just the slalom before the parallel slalom uh my biggest memory was jcj anderson being the guy to beat being the one in the lead and pulling a michaela on his second run and uh, it ended up being Canada's Ross Rebliati that won instead. Uh, but JCJ continued to compete in the Olympics, continued to not medal, not end up showing in the uh, when it got close to the finals. And then out of nowhere in his fourth Olympics in Vancouver, went on to win the gold in the parallel slalom. Uh, still competed. This is actually the first time they have ever done uh, uh, snowboarding in the Olympics without JCJ Anderson. So uh, let's add him in there. JCJ Anderson Day. Uh, and then day five is uh, Nancy Green Day. Uh, now, Nancy Green, I guess her, her greatest accomplishment in the Olympics was in 1968. She actually won both gold and silver in the giant slalom and the slalom. Uh, but uh, it's appropriate we have a member of parliament there because she served on the Canadian Senate for years. And um, many other distinctions, Order of Canada, and uh, the biggest one, she was actually named... Uh, at the end of the 20th century as Canada's female athlete of the 20th century, number one, she actually nice. got in there. So uh, amazing. Nancy Green Day, day five. Congratulations, Dan. That's more of an honor than being named Canada's uh, athlete of the century. It's getting day five. Well, of course. Day of, essentially. Good job for that. Uh, breaking news in the ice hockey. Denmark won. Czech Republic, nil. That's a bit of a boil over. Denmark's first ever Olympics. And they're beating the Czechs. Former gold medalist. Colin, you wouldn't predict predicted that, would you? Sure, I would have. <laughs> well, Jared did. I mean, Jared doesn't even, I don't even know. Jared's like, well, Ben, you knew that was my prediction uh, pre-tournament. Uh, end of five ends in the curling. Canada are still 5-4 up over Denmark. Um, and the doubles lose second run is about to start. Now, Daily Dale, we've got two to cover here. So let's start with day four. Um, I'm just going to say... 
that I have, uh, I mean, I'm obviously going to nominate Esther, but again, we've technically already done our snowboarder and she's got more to come and Colin's rolling his eyes already. He doesn't want to do Esther apparently. No, no, no. Opposite. I, I, I for Esther. You're, you're for Esther. Um, what if Esther, one, what if Esther Michaela's next time? Like, do we want to not have Colin, Esther? Colin, don't fucking do that. No, we just show. pick her anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because even in failure, Esther is brilliant. All right? You would literally be like, oh, look at that woman. She's so good at crashing. Give her give her the Daily Dale. Um, I'm also uh, putting up Scott yesterday, who, I mean, realistically probably is my... <laughs> actual what now what have i, I just, done i just feel like now it doesn't matter if ben did an interview with them they're gonna be up for the daily Dale. it's got nothing to do with that uh a fifth in biathlon is pretty good and we haven't put a biathlete up yet and the other one i was going to mention to jesse diggins the american cross-country skier getting uh their first ever individual cross-country skiing medal uh i think is a is a pretty big deal from america like cross-country skiing you don't think america. about that so uh, I honestly would have Scott as my number one there, but hey, Colin, what's I, going on here? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually had an American originally, as I said for yesterday, but now with um, uh, Jacob Ellis kind of being my pick for day five, I almost well, would. I was going to go with Ryan Cochran Siegel for um, day four, uh, not just because it, I guess it was a big silver medal win for him. Uh, but uh, did you guys get the story about his family that uh, his mother had won gold um, almost 50 years ago? So this this 50 year gap between mother and son meddling in the Olympics. No, I did not. Oh, that would have been my choice for day four. That was really the only one I had. I, I would also say, I mean, I know our goal is to, you know, be able to spread it among, among different sports and everything. Um, I, I think Esther is a good choice. I mean, come on, like how many, <laughs> how many variations of sports are there? We could go with the variations, but also uh, I, I, I was going to say the Italian curling team. I mean, day one, does it really count for a daily Dale? I mean, yes, it is a daily zero, Dale, but Colin, day, zero, day zero, there you go. Uh, so if we're going to give it to anybody in the curling, I mean, I think the Italians would be a good choice as well, but, uh, I think everybody's sort of open to be swayed today. Um, just quickly before I get to Jared, I'll correct myself. Jesse was not the first solo US cross country, first solo female. Bill Cock won back in 19... Don't laugh at Cock, Ben. 1976 uh, won a silver medal in the 30 kilometres. Jared, yesterday's Daily Dale. Anyone else that we haven't mentioned or who are you swayed on? Well, it's tough because, you know, I've interviewed so many athletes, so being between them <laughs> makes it difficult. Um, but I'm going with Queen of the Luge. Natalie Geisenberger, I just think three golds back-to-back on top of all her other achievements outside of the Olympics. Uh, She's still got chances to win more gold in other events at this Olympics. So, um, yeah, that's my nomination. You know, yeah, I... I feel bad that I didn't even put her down, but you're right. She can win gold in the team, um, which would give her her fifth gold, I believe, which is a a record. Um, So, yeah, I mean... I'm okay with that. I like, you know, I want to give it to Esther, but like, like, ah, oh, just, just, she wins one of those ones in, in, in Alpine. I think that's, that's where you, 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 you fully, yeah, I'm, I'm with Natalie. <laughs> Hashtag I'm with Natalie. <laughs> because like, it, it's one of those weird things where like the attention that gets given on so many of these other goats and she's barely mentioned. And I mean, you look at that, what she's achieved. Um, So yeah, no, I'm, I'm. Hashtag I'm with Natalie. 
We're all good with that for day four. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, day five. Let's start with you, Jared. You can go first this time around. Who, who have you put up for today? Uh, well, I was hoping to piggyback off one of you. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm tempted to nominate that as the referee from the uh, men's ice hockey match. Um, but, you know, it's maybe. fell over. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I can't, you know, I can't stand her and was hoping she didn't win. But uh, maybe it's maybe it's Lindsay in the uh, in the snowboard cross. The only thing is I'll say about Lindsay is that we've had a snowboarder, but again, I also see Collins. I, I hear what Colin's saying about, you know, differently. I mean, the, the, I've put down Lindsay, but I've also put up uh, Petra Valhova, Valhova of Slovakia won the gold in the slalom. Um, Slovakia's first ever, I don't know if she's the first ever medalist in alpine skiing or just first ever gold medalist in alpine skiing, but um, always, always one for a first. And uh, she looked pretty happy when she got that one there. Or uh, maybe we just put up Michaela Shitfriend for just being shit and give her an award, like a participation medal. Oh, you well done, Michaela. You you got through two gates this time instead of one. Have a daily Dale. Um, yeah, Colin, have you got anyone else different, or what are we thinking? No, I mean, I, I'm like I'm up very hard uh, on. Um, sorry, that's gonna sound wrong. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Jacobella is very hard on her. Uh, no, that's wow. not what I meant. Did, you need a moment. <laughs> I, I am I am pushing for her. Uh, it, we're looking at how many Olympics before she got this gold. And you add to that the, the American drought, which she broke. I mean, it's not the longest they've ever had, but uh, modern Olympics, five days without a gold. Uh, I think that it's huge for America to finally get Poor America. I'll boo fucking who. You've taken five. Oh, let's all feel bad for our American Olympians. They've had such a drought. Five days without a goal. Oh, those poor things. The inquiries they had lined up, ready to go. I mean, God, this is just, it's the worst case for America. Whatever, whatever shall they do? Can't win a gold. Poor America. But even removing that from the equation, I mean, this this story is huge for, for any athlete to be as good as somebody is. And then it's not even just, oh, well, she's gotten silver. She's gotten more. She got one silver and it was 16 years ago. And she's consistently been this good. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm all for giving it to Lindsay Jacob Ellis. Uh, hard, uh, not hard on. Sorry. We'll give Colin a moment there to relieve himself. But, like, yeah, I look, I think also that, like, well, Jared, I see your point. Like, she should always be known as this sort of thing. But, like, it's kind of like it's a nice redemption story. You know, the always known as the woman who did this. And she's come back 16 years later and, and, and won the gold. So, um. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Lindsay. Hashtag I'm with Lindsay. <laughs> um, so we've got Natalie and Lindsay. So there you go. Oh, come on. We need to spread this out more. We need more men. This is very sexist <laughs> against men. Too many women. Do you have the, um, the, the, the spread here on men versus women that we've had so far? I think we've definitely had more women. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to drop drop a little bit of a, a thing from Tokyo. Um, if I was uh, more animated on some non outside of penny choices, it was because after a while I started to notice there were a lot of white athletes being put up. So I started intentionally pushing for non-white athletes after like day six. I uh, never said anything. Well, <laughs> it's a little um, bit harder in the winter. <laughs> The only men that have had this are Oscar on day zero and um, 50% of Canada's mixed team are ski jumping. We need some men in there. Come on. This is is the gender equality Olympics. Exactly. Exactly. Come on now. 
Um, so I guess looking ahead to tomorrow, uh, let's give let's give a medal tally update first of all before I get to that though. Um, with what we've only got one more event to be decided today, um, because has the fifteen hundred meters in the men's been decided yet? Two more to go today. I will, I should say. I'll uh, double check that in a second. Um, so the medal tally: Norway have uh, jumped to the top, four gold, two silver, four bronze, ten in total. Uh, Germany, four gold, two silver, zero bronze, zero in second. Sweden. Doing very well, though. Four gold, one silver, two bronze, zero and seven. The Netherlands in fourth. Three gold, three silver, one bronze. And China, three gold, two silver, zero bronze. Canada have dropped to 12th. One gold, two silver, five bronze, and eight. In total, Australia in 15th. One gold, one silver. And, of course, Saudi Arabia sitting in uh, 24th place. Zero gold, zero silver, zero bronze. About where you'd expect them to be, I think. Just probably on uh, the Grace Note predictions side of uh, things there. Um, so tomorrow, Skeleton begins, yippee! Yes! And Luge ends, yippee! <laughs> um, actually, seriously, the most entertaining thing outside of the doubles Luge is the Team Relay. Fucking the Team Relay is brilliant. We, we love the Team Relay and the Luge. Uh, the men's Skeleton starts tomorrow, so we get to see Nick Timmings in action from off the podium. That's pretty exciting. Um, and also tomorrow for off the podium, uh, we have Brendan Kerry back on the ice and Jason Brown back in the ice and, uh, Casey Wright also will be in the cross country tomorrow as well. We have, uh, also medal events being decided in Alpine skiing. We will have the men's combined, the women's 10K classical is what Casey's in in the cross country. As I said, the men's single and figure skating. We've got the men's, uh, the mixed team aerials in freestyle skiing, which is exciting, Jared, but obviously no Australia because we don't have any male athletes in this. So uh, no David Morris. Uh, he actually did retire this time around, unfortunately. So um, none for us, but um, just saying, Jared, we love the aerials, don't we, as Australians? Yeah, I feel like it's like the Aussie go-to event. Um, but apparently athletes haven't arrived who are in the mixed team event yet. Yeah. Oh, there's all this drama on that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, who shows up. We might get a call up. We might all of a sudden get called up that. Who yeah, knows? Team world. Uh, exactly. Uh, as I said, team relay in the luge, uh, the snowboarding, we've got the women's half pipe and the men's snowboard cross. So we've got four Aussies in that tomorrow. So uh, we'll be watching that one. And uh, in the speed skating, the women's 5,000 metres. Colin, what are you pumped for tomorrow when it comes to medal events out of those ones? Skeleton, 100% skeleton. Um, if I had to pick between all those down track, downhill track, how would you say? Bobsled, illusion, skeleton. Skeleton's my number Sliding one. Sliding events. Sliding events, yeah. Um, I, I, you can't see it right now, but of course you've all seen my giant John Montgomery autograph painting. Uh, and, uh, and skeleton basically breeds, uh, amazing race Canada talent as well. This is like, um, uh, he, you guys was Australian survivor because John Montgomery hosts it. Uh, we had another skeleton medalist, Melissa Hollingsworth who competed on it. So I'm excited for the skeleton to see who I'm going to see on amazing race Canada next season. Well, also get pumped Colin for the ice hockey tomorrow because, uh, team Canada hit the ice and the men's for the first time tomorrow and it's sweet, sweet revenge time. Because you get to go up against Germany tomorrow. Four years of pain and torture and embarrassment after getting bundled out of the semis by Germany in ice hockey. And you get some revenge tomorrow night. Is this being talked up at all? Kind of revenge for Pyeongchang? 
No, uh, I think Canada likes to forget that that happened because it really hasn't been mentioned at all. I mean, I hear it mentioned from you all the time. So thank you for that. <laughs> but uh, uh, maybe once it starts, uh, they'll, they'll sell that as a story. Well, uh, it's actually intriguing with the games tomorrow because you've got Sweden up against Latvia, Finland against Slovakia. And then I guess we're really going to see how shit team China are because USA play China tomorrow night at the same time as Canada versus Germany. A lot of people are saying that Olympic records could get broken tomorrow and all this sort of stuff to see how bad China is. But uh, I guess we'll see how that goes. Jared, Jared, you're you're like me. You're excited to finally see Canada get revenge on Germany after four years, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. And aside from that, I'm just looking forward to the snowboard cross. I need some more. Uh, need some more silver medals um, to get my prediction back on track. What, what are you feeling? One of the one of the Adams, Cam, or because we've got two Adams, we've got Cam, and then we've got Jared. So um, are you rooting you know for your namesake? Pick. Yeah, I feel like Jared surely back to back, back to back silvers for Jared. Yeah. Okay, all right, you're calling it. I, I, I keep an eye on Cam. He was he had like 50 broken bones last time around, so. Uh, See how it goes with that. Um, breaking news in the ice hockey, Denmark 2, Czech Republic nil. Bit of a boil over going on there. And meanwhile, Canada in the curling, 7-4 up over Denmark. So uh, Canada may be getting some sweet, sweet revenge in the curling there going on. Um, we'll be back tomorrow unless we all get COVID again. Um, Jared, you're going to get COVID now? You, you, you just, just got to join the crew? I mean, I'm feeling a little bit left out, so um, I'll think about it. Okay, cool. All right. Um, remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to get all of these episodes directly to you straight away. And uh, also, we're on YouTube. Even though none of these episodes are on YouTube, you can see some of our interviews with uh, former guests. If you want to see our interviews with Olympic medalists, Ali Lutit and Abby Strait, you can do so on YouTube. Uh as well as some of the other Winter Olympians that we have discussed. Josie Baff on there, uh, Taylor Fletcher, Casey Larson, they're all on there for you to check out. Uh, Casey Wright as well. And uh, remember to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards. We're still leading. Go us, go team, OTP, sportspodcastawards.com. Sign up, click on the Olympics, Paralympics category and vote for us. Jared, you done many of them today? You know it, all day, every I, day. I, I do, that's what I like to hear. And uh, we appreciate your support and listening. And yes, we apologize for yesterday's absence. You can blame the COVID. That's all I can say on that. Uh, Colin, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me. And thank you for um, making me feel better about still having COVID because I bet I feel better than you right now. Oh, and hang on. Can we just say before we go, breaking news. In the short track speed skating in the final, gold to Daehon Huang of Korea, silver to Stephen Dubois of Canada, and bronze to Seaman Elestrov of Rock. <laughs> Screaming Seaman. <laughs> Screaming Seaman got the bronze. <laughs> Shang Lu, uh, the esteemed uh, Hungarian, only fourth. So, uh, why are there 10 people in that final? <laughs> that was a big final. How do they fit 10 people in a final of short track speed? That can't be right. Better than 10 um, semifinals. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. All right. Well, screaming semen, the bronze, but Canada and others. Was this, a, was this an expected one, Colin? Was he Charles Hamlin's successor or was this a bit of a surprise? Uh, I think Charles Hamlin's got a lot more media attention. Uh, as soon as I saw, though, that we had Steven in the finals, I was fairly confident we had a good shot at something. Well, there you go. Congratulations, your second silver medal of the Olympics. So, uh, 
The only one to be decided will update you on that is the Doubles Luge. So uh, stay after the Doubles Luge. Uh, Jared, thank you as well. Always a, a pleasure having one healthy person on this episode. No problem. It's been good. We'll be back same time, same place tomorrow. And until then, special shout out to Jason Momoa. And remember, always go a left. What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's Ben again just quickly reminding you once again if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees and then go, hey, off the podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort and we just love them and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here, because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, then you're a true listener. And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm I'm really going to go now. Bye.